Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Spring to Life podcast. I'm Caitlin, your host slash hormone health coach, femme educator, Pilates instructor, and creator of the Spring to Life method. My goal is to promote feminine body independence and share stories of female resiliency to help you love your body more and unleash your inner superpower, your period. This is part two of my discussion this week about hormonal birth control. In the first part, I discussed just the facts of the risks of hormonal contraception. Uh, The fact that it is a group one carcinogen is classified by the World Health Organization. In this part, I want to discuss my personal story and journey with hormonal birth control, because I'm sure that some of you listeners out there are going to be relate, be able to relate to my experience. Um, and maybe it will encourage you to explore other options, natural cycles, fertility awareness, education, knowledge-based methods. Uh, and I am here to support you on that journey. So let's just jump into this discussion. So I was a bit of a late bloomer. I was also uh, always training very hard as a ballet dancer uh, from the age of about 12 or 13 through high school. I did not get my period until I was about 14. And I don't remember exactly, but I I had a fairly irregular cycle through my teen years um, and never had any, you know, bad PMS symptoms or anything like that. I just was really kind of detached from my cycle in general, never knew when it was coming, if it would come, that kind of thing. So I did not look for hormonal contraception until I was about 20 years old. I had already begun my career as a professional ballet dancer. I had moved around the country a couple of times. I'm originally from Illinois. I had lived in Milwaukee and San Diego by this point. And around 1920, when I moved to San Diego, and then after I lived in San Diego, I moved to South Carolina to dance with a company there. I had started to experience some really horrible acne that I just was not equipped to deal with. I had never had any skin issues up to that point. I did not have skincare. And skincare back then, I'm going to age myself, uh, you know, about 10, 12 years ago was not what it is now. Um, So I would use Pond's cold cream to take my stage makeup off. And really, like, I think I had some St. Ives, like apricot scrub. Like I, this episode is not about skincare, but this relates, I promise. So I didn't know how to take care of my skin. I was really at a loss. I didn't know what was causing this acne. And I also knew that I needed to see a gynecologist to do like the checkup, you know, the the initial checkup when you become a woman, an adult. So I remember making myself the appointment and thinking, you know, maybe I can ask for the pill. I've heard of people taking the pill to help with their skin. Um, And also in the back of my head, you know, even though I was like not really sexually active, I wanted to be protected and be safe didn't have the education that I have now. So I was really nervous to go in and ask for the pill, but you know, it's pretty easy. You go in, you tell them, you know, my skin has been really, you know, acting up. I don't know what to do about it. And they're like, oh, you want the pill? Sure. Okay. So it was way, I, I psyched myself out. I was super nervous and it was way easier than I expected to get that prescription. So 
I go, I fill the prescription. It's a generic. Um, I think I remember paying like 12 or $18 for it, something like that. Um, so I start taking it. I probably didn't read the instructions uh, in depth as who actually does, right? So I start taking it um and my first cycle comes around and like i said up until this point i never had experienced pms symptoms if somebody was talking about how bad their cramps were i was like how bad could a cramp be like i had no context for this so the first cycle comes around while i'm on the pill and i had the worst cramps i had ever experienced in my entire life i remember being in ballet rehearsal i had some uh, those like kind of cargo-y Lululemon pants were in at the time with a thick elastic waistband. I had those pants on and it was painful to have the waistband around my waist with these cramps I was experiencing. I remember like not even being, it hurt to stand up straight, which when you're trying to dance ballet is kind of a problem. And I just remember at that time thinking, I will never discredit somebody's period pain again because this is next level. So I had never experienced anything like that before. And once I started taking the pill, I got these horrible, horrible cramps. So I was like, all right, I, you know, I'm going to have to figure this out. I probably pop some ibuprofen because that was also something I did at the time, like candy, um, and carried on. So as I'm taking this, I, you know, a couple months in, I start getting migraines and I had never had a migraine before. My mom always suffered with migraines. I, you know, you get a headache every once in a while and you do not know the feeling of a migraine until it sets in and there's just no, <laughs> there's no comparison to the pain of having a migraine. And I just knew that that's what it was. And, you know, it really puts you out. I remember having light sensitivity, nausea, and just this severe pain in my head. Um, so that was something that I was like, wow, okay. So I'm like experiencing this now. Then I remember because I was on this generic one, something with the insurance or the pharmacy changed, they changed the generic that I was getting. And I noticed a difference right away. I think this might've been before the migraines came because I noticed this difference right away. The next thing I started experiencing was hot flashes. Mind you, I am 20 years old, but it's another thing that when it happens to you, you're like, wow, this could not be anything else except a hot flash, just this wave of heat, suddenly you're sweating. And I was like, wow, this is just, crazy that I am feeling all of these things. And on top of all this, my acne did not improve. Nothing was changing except I was experiencing these horrible symptoms. Um, so I, I just kind of knew that like the hormones were too much for my body. I thought maybe like because my cycle had been irregular, I must have low hormones and this is just like too much in, in my system. So I stopped taking it within six months or so. Now, I wasn't Googling anything. I was just kind of going off of my gut feeling, using my intuition, but like not really knowing what was up. So when I was 20, I took the pill for about six months and was like, whoa, this is not for me. Now, after that experience, I was a little bit like shell-shocked from it and like off-put by the idea of hormonal birth control. But after a couple of years, I really felt like I 
needed to have something and I was kind of in a budding relationship. So I did a little bit of research. I knew that my experience with hormonal birth control was like way intense and not something I wanted to go through again. So I heard about the copper IUD and although it, you know, they talk about having really heavy periods. My cycle was so light at the time that I really didn't think it would be that much of an issue for me to have like a regular period. So I made an appointment at Planned Parenthood. I went in to get the Paragard, the copper IUD. And I remember sitting in the room waiting and the nurse came in and literally scared me out of getting the copper IUD. She started listing off all of these negative side effects, reasons that I'm not gonna wanna have this copper IUD the heavy periods, all of these things. I remember it was just her talking about how heavy my periods were gonna be. And, you know, I had kind of, I knew that already. Like I said, I kind of had accepted that as a side effect, but she made it seem like it was just going to be the worst thing ever. So on the spot in the office, I decided to get a hormonal IUD. I was like, all right, well, what are my other options? I know that like when I was on the pill, the hormones were just too much. Like I don't wanna have that much of a hormonal dose in my body, basically. Still not knowing what I know now. So the options at that point in time were basically Mirena or Skyla. And Skyla is like a smaller version of the Mirena. So they, talked me into getting the Skyla. I decided, okay, I can get the Skyla. And you know, it's smaller. You can see it, it's smaller than the Paragard. So that seemed like a better option at the time. Now, the insertion process was horrible. The woman that was doing my insertion had never inserted a Skyla before. So they have to measure, they do this thing. I almost passed out. They did the measuring part like three times it was awful they finally got it in and i was like oh, okay like thank god that's over almost like passed out had a little bit of a vagus nerve reaction there and i went on my way and you know it is a lower dose of hormones in the skyla so i didn't notice any severe side effects right away i had they, at the time the skyla was good for three years so and i had a skyla for five years total two different ones so I always describe this as a slow slide into the myriad of quote unquote normal symptoms. So at first it was fine. And also this completely turned, I didn't have a period while I was on Skyla. I spotted a couple times, no period, which to me, you know, I didn't like having a period. So I was like, well, cool. I don't have a period. I don't have to worry about that. Uh, but it was this slow slide. And so the things that I started to experience over time were bloating and inflammation. I just remember being so puffy and like kind of feeling at odds with my body. I was still dancing at the time and just, it felt like no matter what I did, I had this layer of puff on my body and I would look in the mirror at my face and just not really recognize myself. Like I could see my face underneath the puffiness, but even in pictures, like I just never was happy with how I looked. And yes, this relates to like body image and self-confidence, but there were these physical side effects. I was very bloated, very inflamed, very puffy. My anxiety and depression went through the roof. I was just an anxious, depressed mess for about five years while I had Skyla. My acne was also horrible. I talked about the acne that I had developed in my early twenties. Um, 
I just had this horrible hormonal cystic acne on my jawline, on my neck, and it was so, like, it did nothing for my self-confidence. I always was so self-conscious about it, hiding my face, like, trying to figure out how to put makeup on to, like, hide it, to, you know, turn this way and that so people wouldn't notice that I had these big cysts on my jawline. It was just horrible. I had gut dysbiosis. Um started developing food sensitivities. I had not been eating dairy for quite a while because I thought that I had uh, lactose intolerance, but then that started to ripple into me not being able to eat red meat without tossing and turning at night because my body was so hot, my stomach was gurgling trying to digest it. Um, I realized uh, later on that I had a bit of a gluten sensitivity um, and just all of these actually healthy foods were really hard for me to eat. And so I was eating a lot of pseudo health foods from the process, you know, packaged foods from the grocery store thinking that they were more healthy for me. So my gut was just a complete mess. And then I was also constantly getting sick. And there are multiple factors that go into this because I was really um, pushing myself very hard in my work life, working multiple jobs. I was getting Pilates certified, teaching at different studios all hours of the day, keeping up with my online work, my school, all of these things. But I was constantly sick. And I know now is because your nutrients are also being depleted by hormonal birth control. So when your body is not absorbing the proper nutrients, then your immune system is totally at risk. So I was always getting sick. Um, I also had no sex drive. A low libido is a side effect of hormonal birth control. Um, and you know, I was in a long-term relationship at the time and it, that really becomes a point of strain when you're just never in the mood and I was exhausted and it just, it, it felt yucky. And then to top it all off, constant chronic yeast infections and UTIs. And this also relates back to that gut, gut dysbiosis and nutrient depletion. But my pH was just constantly off and I was just in this highly acidic state. Um, I know now, and I was either constantly battling a yeast infection or a UTI, which is so uncomfortable. And, you know, after about a year of dealing with this constantly, um, I finally went and got, um, an antibiotic for it, but it was also at the time where it was my three-year mark on my first Skyla. And so I went in to get it swapped out for a new one. And when I got there, I just remember this very vividly. They were like, oh, well, it's good for five years. So they just wanted me to keep the first one. And I thought that was so strange because when I originally got it, they told me it was good for three years. So I made them change it out, which, you know, probably more pain on my end. Um, but I then had that one in for another two years. And it wasn't until I started my health coaching certification that I started to put all these pieces together. And my skin was a huge motivator for me to pursue my health coaching certification because I wanted to get to the root cause. I, at that point, I had figured out that the water quality where I was living in San Diego was very poor. So I was filtering the water. That helped a lot. Um, but I had not been able to address the gut issues, which, you know, if there's something going on in your gut, it's going to show up on the outside in some way, shape or form. So it's just this, everything is connected. And I just describe it as this slow slide because 
you don't really relate it to the birth control until you get off the birth control and suddenly you feel like yourself again. So I was really scared to get off birth control because get off the Skyla because I had had it for so long. But I also knew in order to feel healthy again, in order to get rid of all of these normal symptoms, I needed to get rid of it. If any part of this story is resonating with you, if you are recognizing yourself in some piece of this story and you wanna explore it more, I wanna invite you to a free masterclass I'm hosting this Wednesday, January 25th at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're gonna be talking about getting to the root cause of hormonal imbalance in the body. We're gonna focus a lot on hormonal birth control, but also other lifestyle and environmental factors that can affect your hormones, your endocrine system. Uh, it's gonna be a great discussion and also leading up to the launch of my self-guided protocol, the Hormone Health Reboot, that is going to address that gut dysbiosis, getting your gut health in check, getting your macros balanced. It's also going to address bringing movement into your life in a healthy way and just getting you on track to have healthy balanced hormones in 2023. So if you can join live, I would love to have you there. If you can't join live, I still encourage you to reserve a spot because I will be sending out the recording afterwards. If you are hearing this podcast after January 25th, then I would invite you to DM me at spring to life method on Instagram, DM me the words masterclass, and I will get you that recording so you can check it out. And we'll talk about if the hormone health reboot is right for you. So all of this experience with the pill and with the Skyla IUD has led me to where I am today. I, you know, I was getting my health coaching certification, which led me to getting a concentration in hormone health, which has now led me to becoming a femme educator, fertility education and medical management to help women to understand their natural cycles, to be able to chart it and identify their fertile window in order to prevent pregnancy because we're only fertile for five to seven days of our cycle. We don't need to shut our hormones off 100% of the time. And I really love the FEM method because it's all about informed consent. FEM teaches women about their bodies, their anatomy, how their cycle and hormones function, how to identify times of fertility and to identify possible health issues. It also provides important information about family planning options, how contraceptives work in the body and their side effects, which we discussed in part one. And I just really believe that true female empowerment is learning to understand and work with your cycle instead of against it. Um, I think part of being on hormonal contraceptives is that you don't have an understanding of what's going on with your hormonal cycles and what it means for your health. So we just wanna put it out of sight, out of mind. That's definitely how I felt about it for a very long time. But it's so, so empowering to be able to understand the function of ovulation, the function of your period, to be able to embrace it and work with that energy in a natural way. So if you're interested in learning to chart your cycle, I also work with clients one-on-one. -on -one. I would love to educate you in this way to give you the power of natural cycles to uh, harness your period superpower. So you can DM me about that as well at Spring to Life Method on Instagram. All right, that's it for part two. Thank you so much for tuning into the Spring to Life podcast. 
Check out the show notes for the resources mentioned and the link to the masterclass. And if you learned something new or if you resonated with this conversation, please share. I would love to hear your hormonal birth control stories. Tag me in your Instagram stories at spring to life method, leave a five-star review, or simply share this with a girlfriend because all women deserve to know their superpower.